Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I'm Larry Monkey. And you can find me on Twitter at FF Larry Monkey. And as always, he's a turkey. He's a turkey man. He's a turkey killer. Is he a turkey killer or is he still salivating over murdering a turkey? Mr. At Run DFF, Justin Rogers. I wish that I was sitting in the turkey woods today instead of rebuilding someone's privacy fence because that would have been a lot easier and more relaxing. My time is coming in the woods with them turkeys, though. Wednesday. <laughs> Pow! That That's what we're looking forward to. <laughs> is that the sound you make when you're looking, when you're when you're trying to attract a turkey towards you? Well, I won't do it with my mouth. I'll do it with call. But yeah, that's about it. Now you said Turkey Wood. There's like a special woods where the turkeys hang out. Yeah, all the woods. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the woods. They're, they're all over. Our, our guest is a big turkey hunter, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Up in Connecticut, I believe. <laughs> there he is at Gridiron Skull Nine One. Johnny Law, baby. He's uh, here for his annual spot at this point. He's a regular guest. <laughs> uh, how's everything going, buddy? Yeah, my leg's much better than Zach Wilson, so I'm happy about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Oh, my God. I can't help but notice that big, ugly face right behind you. Dude, but, you know, uh-huh. what, what, can, what can you do if you're Zach Wilson, man? Just pray for a trade, I guess. But um, life is good. I'm happy, you know, and happy. It's my fourth year with you, Larry. It uh, might be our, like our fourth year. He made an appearance on our draft show a couple years back, the year that the Broncos missed Justin Fields. You were very disappointed. <laughs> I <Yeah>. still missed. But... <laughs> so, revisiting that, they should have still taken Justin Fields. Oh, without mind. question. It's more obvious now than it was at the time. And you can build around the young quarterback like the Bills are doing. <laughs> Bill did up with Josh Allen. Oh, the Dolphins with Tua. If he could stay on the field, you know. The secret sauce, since we're on the Dynasty Hot Sauce, is the five-year rookie contract for quarterbacks. That's your window. That's the sauce. Get the rookie quarterback, throw him in the fire. If you hit a home run, you build a team, and you get to the playoff. That's the Konami code to organizing a team right now. You're all over the place. You got a lot of stuff going on. Right now, it's draft season, so there's two big things that I do. It's my 10th year writing my profiles for um, footballdiehards.com. I have all the top position players up in my rankings. I still have more profiles to post to me and anyone who knows or listens. I'm a full-time teacher, and I like to spend the time. I'd rather do it right than rush it. So, you know, I still got um, two more articles coming out with uh, more running backs, more wide receivers. Um, And then right now is my fourth year doing the video profile series, the Rookie Big Board channel on YouTube with Matt Hick. So I have the written profiles, my my model for every position and all the players in the draft. Those you can get at Football Diehards. Then you have the video series. You want a 10, 11-minute video of prospects, we have it. Oh, yeah, the video series is great. Or I mean, And, and they're also released in podcast form. Yeah, also. yes. I like scrolling through and you see all the guys like in the show titles. Let me hear about this guy, you know? <laughs> Just give a little like 15-minute blurb. It's perfect. <laughs> sometimes you have uh, varying opinions. Sometimes you do agree. But today's a big day. Free agency pretty much kicked off. You know, there, there's a lot, of, a lot of defensive, a lot of offensive guys. What excited you guys from today so far? The Bengals losing their two starting safeties. Let's go. That is Really, really bad news. Those safeties are ball hawks. 
That Bengals defense was incredible last year. They got the ball turned over, which you give more opportunities for Joe Burrow and the boys to make plays. It is going to be really, really, really challenging to replace two safeties who hit people, take the ball away. I mean, that is shocking. I mean, that to me is mind-blowing. It would be one thing to lose one safety difficult. You're losing two guys on a defense. If anyone watched the Bengals this year, those two guys, Bates, and um, they're incredible. That is going to change the dynamics of the defense, which then might impact the offense. Not sure if it's good or bad. You know, maybe they have to throw more. Maybe they have to put more points on the board. Not sure where it's going to go. Maybe they don't have as many opportunities with the football. So, but I think that's absolutely huge. I think the Broncos getting McClinchy is very, very important. I think you've got to run the football. You've got to protect Russell Wilson. Hey, we all wanted Russell to cook. You know what? Should have cooked. He should stay outside on the porch and do with the barbecue. Don't go in the kitchen, young man. Be an efficient quarterback. What made him great was efficiency. His ego and a young and a young coach. They said they wanted him to cook, and that was a massive, massive mistake. They need him to be efficient, efficient, efficient. You get McGlinchey, who's a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. You just run the football. You just run the football. And I don't know if Javante Williams is going to be back. You know what? This draft and this free agent class, Larry, Justin, they are loaded at running back. They are going to literally be starting running back on the street when training camp opens. I'm sorry, man. That position is devalued. No franchise is going to pay a lot of money other than maybe the Giants give him Barkley. What did they give him? The um, the franchise tender or something like that? Yeah. Exactly. Why are you paying that position? Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott. We can just go down the names. You cannot pay that position. The Broncos will find someone in the draft or they'll find someone in the free agency who they, they can plug in. I mean, it's just run the ball. And make Russell Wilson efficient. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm a Falcons fan. So when Jesse Bates signed there, that's dude. Oh, I, I was like, hey, let's go. That's a big time sign for them. You know, if you watch the Bengals, and they we've got a lot watched a lot because they're a football team. Those safeties secured the. They made up a lot of mistakes by the corners or other people. When you got two good safeties, you can save a lot of mistakes on your defense. That's going to be a problem losing both of them. Yeah. yeah. How about the Bills, man? I'm sorry. Their defense, I'm just going to be kind, sucked. And you know what? Maybe you don't love TJ Edwards or Tremaine Edmonds. And maybe they're a little redundant as inside linebackers. I don't give a shit. Their defense sucked. Wow. You've got to upgrade talent. I'm an old Bill Parcells guy. At the end of the day, this is about talent on the field. The Bears are getting talent on the defensive side of the field. And what were they like, dead last or second to last against the run? Now you got two guys who are versatile. They're good in the run. It's a no-brainer to me. Big QB signing today was Jimmy G to the Raiders. Yawn. Yawn. I mean, he's a backup. You hope you get lucky. He gets a three-touchdown game. But, you know, he's very likely to go out there and throw for 220 
a touchdown with 20 yards rushing. I mean, it's a Jimmy G. Issue. Yeah, but basically a lateral move for them. You know, they replace an average Derek Carr with an average Jimmy G and status quo for all those weapons that we want. How bad was football weeks 15, 16, and 17 <clears throat> with some of the quarterbacks we had to oh, struggle yeah. through? I mean, yeah, it was yeah, all. Mine. Joshua I mean, it was bad. There was some bad NFL football. Yeah. Sorry, um, Roger, Roger Goodell. Can't keep these guys healthy. Football gets bad. How yeah. bad was the market that Jameis couldn't even find a deal where he would compete for a starting job, though? I thought for sure he'd have some some interest from a, a team, you know, Tampa Bay going back there. Tennessee might might need somebody, you know. Like, I mean, I guess they're going to roll with Tannehill. There's so many QB needy teams. Washington couldn't they benefit from having a, a Jameis Winston on the roster? But they just I don't think Washington's trying to win. They're trying to right. see if they hit Golden Sam Howell. They can't win the division. That division's stacked right now. See yeah. what you got in Howell. Then next year, get your quarterback. I mean, you, you might get something for nothing. If Howell's a player, you win on a fifth-round pick. If he's or, not, you're, gonna, you're drafting a quarterback next year anyways. Right, right. Yeah, they, they think they might be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean they Caleb don't, Williams end up with Drake May, something like that. Yeah, they have no interest. They're not trying to win the division this year. You know, my my fear is that the Falcons are in the same situation. They're not trying to win. They may be signing all these guys because they have a bunch of cap space, but if you're not going to go get a quarterback, then you're not trying to win. Speaking of we- injuries, though, Tua with his all of his uh, concussions, Dolphins signed Mike White, another guy with uh, injury history. But um, you got to expect Mike White is going to see the field at some point this year, right? Maybe. Oh, he'll be on the field. There's yeah. no question. Tua won't make it 17 weeks, and I think that's a better backup. They you can't throw Skylar Thompson out there again. Oh please. gosh, that no. was just yeah. That's a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. That's a running back disguised yeah. as a quarterback. With... He's a third stringer. There's nothing there. The NFL is going to be in trouble if they keep doing this because eventually people aren't going to play running back. Big Falcons Day, huh? They made some moves. They did. Well, they got a bunch of cap space, so yeah. I like most of their moves. They're clearly out on the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes with all this money spending. That's that's made apparent. All right. Now, are they going to move up to the third spot? or so? I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think that C.J. Stroud drops now that Carolina's moved into the one spot. I think that's their guy. They they may not have fully decided on it, but I think that's their guy. Um, word on the street is they're debating between him and Bryce Young. Well, since we are, uh, you mentioned the rookies. I know we got the rookie big board guy here. Maybe he can <laughs> shed some light on some of them, provide some insight us because now we're we're a full blown rookie. The it's like your rookie draft picks in your dynasty leagues. They have just they're blossoming right now, like the seeds, the the, <laughs> 20, the, the 23 picks that you've been accumulating the last couple of years. Finally, like they're growing and they're 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 like budding and it's it's beautiful with this with the spring season. What about this 23 class, uh, Johnny? What's what, what's your take on it? Contrary to what people have been saying last year, it's not as good as people think. It's a good class. It's not a great class. Hmm. Last year, people were telling dynasty owners to trade away their 2022 picks for their 2023 load up. There's some players here. The running back position strong and deep, but you're probably going to have to draft four of them to hit on two. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receivers have just fallen off the map. We got a we got a very shallow pool of good players. There is no Jamar Chase. There is no J- Justin Jefferson. There's no um, Jalen Waddle. There's a lot of nice players. There's some that like. I don't think we – there's not even a Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson would be the number one 
wide receiver in this class right now if he was coming out. Um, so that's a problem. Quarterbacks are not as good as people thought they were. I think there's two. All the others, I have question marks. I think, as we know, you only have about a 50% hit rate at the quarterback position. So if there's four in the first round, that means two will fail and two will succeed if we go historically by the numbers. I mean, just look at right now. Remember, Marcus Mariota and Winston, long gone, toast in their careers. Did mm. nothing really fantasy-wise except for some spots here and there, and they were one and two picks in the league. Yep. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, one and two picks. Goff is on his second team. Wentz is on, he's out of the league right now, right? Already, <laughs> been through, already been through three teams. So, you know, the quarterback position isn't what people thought it was. And the last one, the tight end position is deep. It's strong. How much are you going to pay? And the hit rate and the incubation hmm. is long at the tight end position. So you got some challenges there, too. But it's not as good as people said it was. I mean, we're all going to be taking shots on running backs in the mid to late seconds. There are no wide receivers that I want in that range. I mean, like, no, you might as well wait till the third or fourth round in wide right. receiver. It's like you're going to be, re you know, taking Cedric Tillman in the early third, but, you know, while everybody else is trying to hammer those late tight ends or whatever. But, man, I mean, even after the first three, you got Kayshawn Boutte, and it just, even he has some major issues. Oh, he's not in my top three at all. The quarterbacks. The last year, we it was Ooh, less than a 50% hit now, rate. Larry, right? Larry, put it out there. Last year was terrible. I know. I was trying to sugarcoat the fact that the quarterback class last year was just not – there was none, really. There's kind of a, of a consensus of four guys that folks are talking about. But you said before there's only two guys in your mind. I only have two first-round grades. Okay. I'm a tough grader, and if I'm going to risk my franchise, I'm quarterback. I have to be all freaking in. However, supply and demand at this position warrants that guys get pushed up the board. It's just as simple as that. has nothing to do with the talent. It, it, it's kind of like the center position in the 80s, 90s at, in the NBA. They just they, they blew up overrated talent because everyone wants the guy 7-2 and can play in the paint. Now everyone is so desperate for a quarterback. And it's been this way forever. I mean, if you love football, this has always been the story. My two first-round grades are only C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. None of the other guys deserve to mm -hmm. go in the first round. That does not mean they won't go in the first round. What that means in my analysis, in my breakdown, I'm valuing the player. I have a second-round grade on them. You got Hooker up there as well? Henry I have Hooker? a second-round grade on Hooker. Okay. I, I have him as my number four. I'm going to own a lot of hooker because I'm going to get him in the third round. I, I'm pretty sure he's just going to be sitting there and I can't pass up the value in my model. He's the only guy this year who is six for six, six in the benchmark. Yeah. I wish he got hadn't gotten hurt because he I know, of course, that's obviously. So here's, the other, let me put one other anchor on it because every data point matters. If he drops the day three, the injury's bad. Yeah. As long as he goes in the second, because the NFL will never tell us. You have to read between mm -hmm. the lines and you have to learn. If he's a day three, the injury's bad. The medicals came back bad and no team took the risk. If he goes on day two, I'm all in. I'm all in. That mm -hmm. means he cleared the medicals and someone took a shot on him. At that right. point, I'm all in. So who, who's your number one guy? Oh, Stroud. Sorry, I'm yeah. a sizist. Size matters. 
63215. I'm sorry. You, know, you can hit me up on Twitter. Call me a size. It is what it is. This is a violent, physical, manly game. Size matters. I love Young. I could argue that he's the smartest quarterback in the class. He has the best medium range throwing. I think he can read an NFL playbook from day one. He's 5'10", 204. I'm sorry. You're betting on the ultimate outlier, and that's hard. But to me, he's leaps and bounds ahead of the other guys. So you have um, Hooker at four. Who's number three? I think I know. I have Richardson, oh. but it's only based on, seriously, only based on ceiling and some mm-hmm. elite traits. But I think Richardson, if I had a bet, would he succeed or fail? I don't think he's a quarterback six years in, from now in the NFL. Not a starter and not on the same team that drafts him. He's going to be one of those that if he gets a couple a couple years of starting, he's going to be very fantasy relevant, but he's yes. not going to hold the job because he, you know, when he throws, it could go any of 30 different directions. I mean, I want the young man to succeed. If he was a third round pick, which I mean, I have a second round grade, but like he's so overvalued right now and you're going to pay so much for him i'm just out that's all yeah. i was doing i'm just out you know if his agent did a great job of being like yeah you go and do everything at the combine do it all because you're an athletic yeah. freak if malik willis had done what he did and malik willis has the same kind of athleticism he would have been he would have skyrocketed up boards the other part that i i was a little blown away that no one mentioned it last year liberty is not florida no, that's I mean, true. I'm sorry. The, the level of competition between the two is night and day. And that's a huge factor. Come on. If you're going to bet your career, you're betting your career on an SEC guy. You know what I mean? If you're betting your general managership, you're betting your coaching career, you're going to bet at the guy who succeeded at the highest level. That's and fair. you're going to be very reluctant. But has Anthony Richardson succeeded? Well, that's a different, you know, (laughs) yeah, that's a difference. I wish he, you know, honestly, see, so I understand why you go get the money. I get it. It's a capitalistic society. Go get your money. But I wish he'd stayed another year in Florida. He needed another year. He does. He did. I mean, he he got hammered by every good team that he played. And he looks real bad at times. But he also looks incredibly good at times. Yeah, against uh, Vanderbilt or... (laughs) Against, uh, oh, he looked good against Tennessee, apparently. You know, like, yeah, he was good against Tennessee. Tennessee's defense is a um, tailor made for Richardson because they're a um, high risk turnover defense. You know, they'll blitz six, seven guys, leave their corners naked. If Richardson misses, you know, if he he just out, he's so athletic, you know, he can avoid the pass rush. Then you have a guy just wide open down the field. Currently the uh, DLF 104, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I won't have any shares of him. Not one. Yep, I don't believe I will either. It's crazy. And I'm okay. Yeah, and I'm okay with it. And I have tons of Jalen Hurts. I have tons of Lamar Jackson. And I got him because the value was there. And did I like him? Yeah. I was very bullish on Hurts. He was my number four quarterback. I told everyone to draft him. People thought I was stone cold crazy. I loved her. <laughs> now, paradoxically, I liked um, Wilson, Zach Wilson. I was totally wrong on that one. I'll be honest. You know, obviously, he's completely failed this, in New York. Johnny, you but, may not know this, but after you came on a couple years ago and you were all in on Zach Wilson, Larry had like a turnabout and became a Zach Wilson stand. And, he, and he, he credits slash blames you for it. 
The NFL liked him. The Jets, the Jets weren't the only team who liked him, right. but it just hasn't worked out. There's no. something wrong with the kid. I yeah, mean, there's I'm a right. personality thing that That's doesn't it. mesh. Um, because he's a child. He's just straight child. He's out there yes. screwing his mom's friends. He's got no respect. <laughs> Speaking of uh childs, Anthony Richardson is he's like one of the youngest rookies coming out. Is he 20? I think he's 20, right? 20.8, whatever. So he'll be <laughs> so he'll turn 21 in about like six weeks or something. Right, I'm right. right now. But uh, I'm going down the next youngest rookie is like let me see if I can guess in this group. Oh, they're all old. Is it yeah. younger Stroud? No. Must be young. All Stroud? I know is it ain't Stetson Bennett or Hendon Hooker. Because my good, they're on AARP right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hooker's uh, it, older. Will Levis is older. Jerron Hall is older. Hayner's older. Uh, Stetson Bennett's older. Israel Israel Abinaconda. <laughs> oh, Abinaconda is, is twenty. He's super young. Super young he's yeah. a baby. Yeah. A couple months younger than than Richardson. So yeah, he's younger than him. putting a lot of uh, eggs in that basket for a top five pick and Might a quarterback. Wanna. Yeah, like want to think about trading out of that spot. I mean, yeah. I, I'm all right with taking a defensive end linebacker who you just you just see the physical traits. Quarterback's a different story. You need mm. experience. That's my problem. So these guys will be overdrafted, and we'll get the 50% hit rate, hopefully. You know, do you think COVID has anything to do with the crappy quarterback situation right now over the in past the NFL couple of years? Or in college, what, what do you mean? Uh, just currently with the last last year's rookie class and this year's kind of whatever. And um, oh. the Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, that was kind of COVID-ish as well. Well, so I try to think a lot about Zach Wilson. Well, I think you hit it on the head. I think it's maturity. It has nothing to do with what I saw on film. He has shown that at times. So it's maturity. I don't think he studies. I'm going to tell you something that I've only told my best friend who's a Jeff fan. I said, you know what it is? Zach Wilson's the kid in your class who's a bullshitter. But because he was a quarterback, he got away with it. Hmm. I literally don't think he ever studied the playbook once in his life. Ugh. And what happens when you are with alpha males and you are in that huddle and you don't call the play with efficiency and you don't call it with confidence, these men know exactly that you suck <laughs> like i don't think he knows the playbook look at really? man i guarantee i'm telling you right now he got into that huddle and he couldn't even call jet 69 13 x a 9 z let's go like he was <laughs> screwing that up because men understand that you can't do that. He's the kid. You know, I've had kids who like never like they come up for the oral presentation, and like in two minutes, you're just like, oh my god, this kid didn't do shit. <laughs> he didn't do shit. But Zach Wilson was the quarterback, mm -hmm. so he got away with it. He got away with it, and you know what? I bet you when he was in fifth grade, his mommy was doing his projects for him. Mm. His mommy was doing the diorama. His mommy was writing the, the book report. And you know what? You can't do that at the NFL level, folks. You can't do it. Nope. You don't have to know rocket science. But you know what you do have to know? Football. And when you're, Justin, when every teammate destroys you, that means they know you dumb as a stone. Yeah. I mean, it's bad, dudes. Just look at his smile. Huh, He's like the little nuts. bullshit kid in class. <laughs> I don't want, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't want to hear his name anymore. Once they ah! once, once they figure out this quarterback situation, he, <laughs> if they want to keep him on the team, I mean, 
I compared it to bringing your, it's like you're in the friend zone with Aaron Rodgers. You're eventually going to hook up with him. Hopefully you got this new girl and you still got your ex-girlfriend coming out, going out on dates with you. Uh, I'm over this guy. I don't even want to hear his name anymore. <laughs> Larry, you know, I'm a little disappointed. There's not a blacked out front tooth on. You know, I was looking for the electrical tape. My, my desk is a mess. Here it is. <laughs> It's right here. I just found it. So the eyes are crossed, but the you know you haven't dotted the dotted the yeah. T or dotted yeah. the eye on the line yeah. across the T with that. This might be the last week we see Zach behind me. Getting back to these rookies, the running back position talked about how deep it is. I mean, we don't have to get into Bijan and how great he is. He's been the the one hundred and one for a few years in this class. Do you have Gibbs as your number two? I feel like I'm the um, crazy guy because I don't have Gibbs two. I have him at three, and I nice. seem to be the only guy oh. who has him at three. 199 is a concern. I don't think he's great between the tackles. I think he's good. I think he's limited as a runner. How many carries can he have? Touches are different than carries. I think you're going to give him about 12 carries and four, five, six receptions. I think that's the best usage out of Gibbs. You want him in space. You want him on the edge. Can he score? Yeah, from the goal line. I mean, if you have to, is that his job? I don't think you make it his job. Like, I don't think you say, oh, he's going to get 20 goal line carries this year. If it happens in the flow of the offense or if he breaks a deep one, then there's a chance. But I don't think on first and goal to two, I don't think Gibbs is the guy in your backfield. So I think touchdown equity is limited. I'm a sizist. My number two is Zach Charbonnet, USC, 6'4", He's the goal line back. He's the pass catching back. He can run inside, outside. He can run gap. He can run zone. I think he's got fancy feet. I don't think he's the most elusive guy. He's not the twitchy athlete. But you, my man Justin just saw Tyler Algier get 1,000 yards rushing. He wasn't yeah. the most twitchy athlete of all time, that's for sure. And Zach Charbonnet is a lot better than Tyler Algier. So I like I like Charbonnet is my number two. Gibbs is my number three. Wow, rising up the ranks. I know I've been hearing some some chatter about Charbonnet. Just he's he's, he's getting good, a lot of... man. I like Charbonnet a lot, a lot. Seeing a tier by himself, or is there? No, I, you know, think he... I think him and Gibbs are equal. Now I okay. think landing spot might determine which one is ultimately the better value after draft day. But I have them in the same tier. Wow, nice. So who comes after those guys? I have done no drinking. Abaconda is my number four. Kendra Miller is my number five. Sean Tucker and Tajay Spears are six and seven. Dude, see, this is why I like Johnny Lobb, because he's not the consensus. He's he's got his own process. You stick to it. Yeah, you're not. Hey, when I watch, I know what I'm looking for. doesn't mean I'm always right. But I've right. seen enough football, enough players where, you know what? If I like a guy, I'm going to be on him, you know? Like, I'll be honest, last year I should have been higher, higher on Algier. I liked Algier. But then you looked at him and no one liked him. You know, I was too low. But I love the tape coming out of BYU. He was yeah. great. He was great at BYU. But then, I'd, and I'll say, the, the Zach Wilson factor had me a little nervous about BYU. <laughs> oh, no. He's ruining for everybody. <laughs> what is Israel Abaconda right now on your DFL dynasty? Oh, he's the RB12. His ADP is the 29th pick. 
So the 306. 306. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a steal, dude. I would take him at the end of the, I mean, I see. So here's what I want everyone to understand. I love him. I'm not taking him with the number four pick overall. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I I love I love him, but the value is getting him late second, early third. That's uh-huh. where you want him with that tremendous high ceiling. Just like an NFL team, they're going to be looking at him as a fourth round pick. Yeah. They're going to say to themselves, hey, let's take Israel Abaconda. Let's let everyone pass. We'll wait, I think. Shanahan's going to love him. Or, yeah, oh, Mike yeah, Mike McDaniel. Here's the difference. McDaniels has to get a big body in there. Charbonnet's off the table now because he gave up that third-round pick, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey, yeah. He's going to have to get a big body. He can't go with these 190 guys. They get killed. <laughs> Abaconda? Is two sixteen. Yeah. Two sixteen. He would fit great in that Miami wide scheme. He would be great out on the edge of two sixteen. You got to get bigger backs. If you're gonna kill them like San Francisco and Miami, just get these guys obliterated. You better get some size out there. Where's uh where do you got Eric Gray? I have him in a Debbie league that I, 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 I selected him a couple th- years ago. Oh, I love it. I have him at number 13 because we don't have any combine numbers. I don't mm. we need pro day. If okay. I get the combine numbers that I like, he moves up a lot. Nice. But I like Eric 99 receptions on the resume, 28% scrimmage yards dominator, 5.6 yards a carry. Man, and he was great this year at Oklahoma. He's yes. got a lot of what I like. What's his DFL right now? What's his draft pick? Yeah, he's the RB sixteen, uh, pick thirty nine. Oh my! I have I have the RB thirteen. He can move up easily above Zach Evans and Tank Bigsby if I get some um, times on him. Ooh, that's another another name we want to hear about. Another guy I actually have on that team that I have, um, Eric Gray, is Zach Evans. Trade, Larry. Trade. Get yeah. out from under him. Trade, it may Larry. Be too late. What'd you hear, Justin? That they're lower than the community. It feels like the community is falling out of love with him, too. I Every have him now at number 11. In the beginning of the season, like when I did my last Debbie, I usually do it around like August 15th. And then I go to full-time college fantasy football till Thanksgiving. Um, I had Zach Evans like seven. Once he came in at 202, and I already didn't like the film. I was not in love with the film, I do think. But I saw glimpses. But when he came at 202, I'm almost out. Wow. I, I will have no Zach Evans. I didn't like the film at TCU. He lost his job twice. He lost his job and basically he was pushed out of TCU and then he lost it to a true freshman wow. at Mississippi. <clears throat> oh, that's not good. That is disappointing. That's not good. 202, 511. Yeah, and he's he's the RB6. Zach Evans is the RB6 right now. This is March ADP, by the way. Yeah, it just came out. Not off the press. I mean, landing spot, we'll shake this up a little bit, but um, not not much. What number? So you have to get him in first round, Zach Evans? Zach Evans, no. He, he's, he's the end of the he's second round. Second. Looks like the 18th, 18th pick. Mid, okay, mid-second. Hey, I'd rather have Israel Abaconda and Eric Gray in rounds three and four any day. Give me uh, a tight end and a wide receiver in the first two rounds, or wide receiver, tight end. 
I mean, that's to me a no-brainer. No way. What are you feeling about Justin's boy over here, Tajay Spears? You know, I just came out with my video series on Tajay Spears, Matt and I. We just posted our rookie rookie big board show of him. I have him at number seven. Okay, climbing up. He came up over 200 pounds. That was huge. The knee, I'm feeling a little better. We don't hear any like, oh, my God, his knee's bad. I will say this, though. Him and Hooker are the two guys I'm paying attention to. Tajay Spears goes on day two. The knee is clean. The medical reports are pretty good. If he falls past the fourth round on day three, that is a red flag that says the medical reports are worse than we think. Because we don't, yeah, I think it was an ACL. I believe if my member, I know he had a knee injury. I'm pretty sure it was an ACL. If that ACL comes back with some big red flag in the medicals, then he'll drop into the fourth, the fifth round. But man, I love the, I love the everything about him. 1,837 yards from scrimmage this year, 29% scrimmage yards, dominator. He averaged 6.8 yards per carry. 48 receptions. He's got NFL size. 5'10", 204. His BMI is massive. Look, having a 39-inch vertical. That's unbelievable, dude. Yeah, as a running back, yeah, you don't see that. And then having the broad over Tim. And, like The explosion's there. You know? And he's over 200 pounds. That is massive leg strength and burst. And yeah, if you've yeah. seen him, I mean, I think, Justin, you watch college football, right? Yes, yeah. He makes some jump cuts. And lateral moves in open field, like just amazing. He's dangerous at the second level, real dangerous. I've been listening to a lot of profiles, and I'm not a I'm not a film watcher, but yeah. the the film watchers are loving him, and they're hating Sean Tucker right now. It feels like that like people are getting into the Sean Tucker tape, and the stats don't show what what he is on film, which is not that great. Conversely, like people were all in on Tajay Spears as they watch more of them and see what he does on the field. So I have him back-to-back, six and seven. Yeah. And I've been a Tucker guy. The numbers are off the charts. Yeah. My model loves Sean Tucker. I mean, <laughs> I agree. Some of the film isn't great. But, I, I mean, I do like his pass catching. I think people aren't talking. He's a good pass catcher. There's some real nice routes running. He's a good receiver. He's also 210. He's definitely got the size and the speed. Yeah, I mean, dude's got wheels for sure. He yeah, may be, okay. you know, outside of a, a chain, he might be the fastest running back in in this draft. I oh, could obviously, and I've thought a lot about it, my friend. Like, should I put Spears over Tucker? And here's the difference right now, for me, having come from the ACC in a Power Five conference, his yeah. hit rate is so much greater. Then Tajay Shears coming from a G5. Yeah, two lanes, yes. not, not exactly cranking out guys. And here's the thing. I I, I did this, the top four running backs in PR scoring formats in the last three years, 72. Now, obviously, a guy like Eckler's done it three times. So does sure. that make sense? 24 yeah. players every year, a guy can do it more than once, obviously. Out of 72, guess how many are from a G5 school or lower? Um. One I'm 72. <laughs> no, maybe like 12, 14, 17, 17. Yeah. So the, the odds of Tucker coming from the ACC with that production model. Sure. Over a G5 guy. I mean, and I could make the argument that Tate Spear looked better 
on film. Tucker looks better in the model. Tajay Spears looks better on, but I can't discount the difference between a G5 and P5 program. It matters. It matters. Yeah, I can't argue against that. That's for sure. You're right. It does matter when you're when you're playing against, you know, lesser lesser players. You can look better. You do. I mean, and I want I want Tajay Spears to be great because I've been I've had him in CFF for three years now. He's a great running back, but the CFF level, and I'm a big stickler on the 200. Check this out. I know Larry and Justin, you'll appreciate this. <laughs> 72 running backs. How many of them do you think were below 200 pounds in the last three years to have a top 24 PPR mm. scoring format? Oh, that's that's probably in the 20 range total. No, I'll say seven. Two. Oh, really? I was going to say five. <laughs> but what's Singletary way? Eckler's, Eckler's 200. Singletary's like 208. Okay, Singletary's. But yeah, you're right. Singletary does have a little bit more size. And Eckler is 200. He's right on the nose. So he might be got? the outlier. Guess who the other two are? J.D. McKissick. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? And Naheem. Do you want J.D. McKissick or Naheem Hines on your fantasy roster? Clearly not. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I'm a sizist. This hmm. is about odds percentages. I mean, I love the film. Does that? I mean, no one's right all the – but, man, that 200 barrier. That 200 barrier is just proven time and time again. And then, did McKissick or Naheem Hines repeat? No. no, no, no. And why were they good? Their team sucked, and they threw them the ball seventy million times. times right? <laughs> that was it. Oh. Had nothing to do with their ability to run the football. They no. became like dump off. That was great, man. When McKissick was getting like nine nine targets a game there. They were tough ridiculous. <laughs> but he, and he was wide receiver in college, I think. All My right. memory serves me. McKissick played wide receiver. I'm pretty sure in college. Um, so that that's why Tajay Spears was so important, so important to hit the 200 mark because his odds, if he was under 200 and from a G program, yeah. but I do, I'm okay with him. I have him at number seven. I mean, that means I like him, but I do think you, you have to look at the risk that is there. So we mentioned targets just now. Yeah, man, these wide receivers are getting a bum rap. Look You're at Larry on. with the smooth transition. <laughs> He's been practicing, Johnny. He's, He's been, been practicing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's been Larry. I'm proud. I'm impressed, my man. Hey, you know, hey, we we you know, we'll we'll talk about our Patreon in a little bit, but hey, we're big time now, John. Yeah, <laughs> <you're going>. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was supposed to be the big class and everything was great. And then now the, the wide receivers are the are they the big letdown of this class? I mean, even on film, and I know you guys, I, I mean you're just saying you're not watching a ton of film, Larry. I'm assuming you're probably not. Larry doesn't even There's know no, college football exists. Oh, yeah. come on. I watched a lot of Quentin Johnston this year. There's clearly no elite number one wide receiver in this group. No, none of them are. Like, I loved Garrett Wilson last year. He was my number one wide receiver. Absolutely loved him. Imagine if he gets a quarterback. Oh, I'm still excited. I still have my pants off. Just get me a quarterback in the Jets, man. Anyways. Yeah. 
I mean, look at who he caught passes from, and he had that season. I mean, that's just unbelievable. I don't want to look. What? I don't want to look. I don't want to look. <laughs> so there's no one like that. Everyone on my list has a huge wart. I can put a ding in any one of these prospects. I don't think there's going to – what were we hearing? Five or six receivers in the first round early in the process? Right. I don't think there's three. I think three. I actually just think there's three who deserve it. I think there's just three wide receivers who deserve to be in the first round. And I could even make an argument that they're late first rounders. I don't think there's a top 10 guy. Now, I'll say number one is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Do you think right. there's a guy who goes in the top 10? It's him. But I probably, you know, I have a first round grade, but he's probably worth like the 15th pick in the draft. JSN? Yeah, I like JSN a lot. I can guess one guy that's in the first, I think, coming up after that. You got Zay Flowers up there. Everyone seems to love him. I do. He's now my number three. All right. I think Zay Flowers gets to one of those playoff teams, Dallas, San Diego, um, someone late in the process. And no, this isn't the best. So I, my mom likes Zay Flowers, and he came in at 182. So I'm very good with that. I don't care yeah. about height so much. I need the frame. I need the body to take the physical pounding. You know, that's and so I'm okay with that. But and I don't use this term loosely. I don't think I've ever said it before, but I will say it about Zay. He has that dog in him. He has a little bit of Steve Smith and Antonio Brown. That could be good or bad, right on your perspective. <laughs> um, but he has that, I want the damn football. I'm angry. Give me the ball. Why are you not giving me the ball? I mean, I, I, I like that. And I think that psychology at this level of competition, at that position, I think it works. And, and Zay pops on my model, man. He's a 30 36% aerial dominator. By receiving yards per team pass attempt is 2.44. He ran a 4-4-2, and I love the tape. I absolutely love the tape. He, he, he's an alpha dog personality. He just doesn't have the alpha dog body, if that makes sense. I'm noticing that have that, uh, what's it like, that, that Devonta Smith uh like 170. No, oh, come on there's now. A there's not a single dude that's got a Devontae Smith body. There's a few. There's a lot of guys that are smaller, but Devontae Smith is like extreme. <laughs> oh, look at Devontae Smith, and I had him number three because obviously the weight. So I he put him at, at number, 166. So I, I, I um, put him at number three in that draft class. Mm -hmm. But you know what? He's a perfect route runner. And. It was the smartest thing they did is bring in A.J. Brown. I, my two best friends are Eagle fans. My two Eagle fans, one I work with and the other guy I've known for 40 years. He's the perfect guy next to A.J. Brown. Mm, yeah. You got to deal with A.J. Brown. The simpatico between the two of them is just ridiculous. I mean, I don't think – if without A.J. Brown, I don't think Devonta Smith is having that productive of a season – but when you have to deal with A.J. Brown every damn play on the field, I mean, yeah, Devonta your, Smith has a mismatch. Pick your poison. I want to know who's number two for you. It's Quentin Johnson. Ah, Just, yes. He can play <laughs> the X. 
Came in at 286.3. I don't love his production model, and his film can be frustrating. But you see the big plays, 19 yards a catch. That's pretty damn amazing. I wish his aerial dominator is 27%. I'm looking for 30. But he just is – I don't know what it is. Like, Larry, if you watch TCU, you said you watched Johnson. I'd be watching TCU, and you'd be like – it's the third quarter and he has one target. Yeah. Like, what, is, what, like, what the hell's going on around here? That's in the early like, part of the season. He was like, he disappeared. Like, we were like, where is, where is this guy? Yeah. He was so bad the first month of the season. I went on a podcast, College Fantasy Football. I said, all right, I'm taking it for the team. I'm benching <laughs> Quinn Johnson. I'm not playing him in DFS. I'm not doing nothing. And sure enough, he went out that week and went nuts. Look at the Michigan game where he was unbelievable. Yeah. And the next week against Georgia, he couldn't even sniff that. What, he had two catches for one yard? I mean, that's Quinn Johnson. One for ten or something. It was was unbelievable, dude. But Georgia, look, they're the best defensive coaches in in college football. They have the most talent. Georgia is unbelievable. I love watching their defense. They just said, we're going to lock down Quinn Johnson. He ain't going to get shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. One I mean, for three. One for three is what he had. One Go dogs. That's beyond <laughs> awful. Go dogs. You know, I, yeah. I would have said five for 40 was bad. Right? Yeah. Like, that's a bad day. It was one for three. Holy crap. <laughs> that's why I love playing these Debbie leagues, too, because it gets you into Debbie's some of these great, younger right, Yeah. You, know, you get, it gets you into some of these younger guys and. You always have one eye on it, you know. It, it gives you something to watch. Like I said, like I was like, I was like, oh, TCU. Let me, yeah, Quentin Johnson. Let me see this guy in action. We got, we got your top three, and then there's gonna be a lot of, uh, like, a lot of day two, a lot of day two receivers. Or are we, we, I got five guys. I think will go in the second round. Okay, Jordan Addison, Josh Downs, Jalen Hyatt, Marvin Mims, Cedric Tillman, and Jaden Reed. Oh. I think they all go on in, in the second round. I think there's a lot of value that teams will find value at the wide receiver position in round two. That's nice. You know, Jaden Reed, so back to this Superflex rookie dynasty ADP, uh, D- Jaden Reed is wide receiver 13. Oh, my so, God. I have a wide receiver nine. And what that, number is he going up the board? What number? Uh, 41. Oh, my God. That's yeah. late third round. <laughs> ah, yeah. I mean, he's 5'11", 187, ran a 4'29", 20-yard shuttle, 4'45", Four four five forty, thirty one percent mark share, two hundred and three career catches. He's a good player. And my friends, this is where context matters. Michigan State stunk this year without Kenneth Walker. If you really want to analyze Jaden Reed, you've got to watch film from three years: his freshman year at Western Michigan, two years ago with Kenneth Walker, and last year when their offense completely fell apart. He's a good player. I have him at number nine. I hear that the NFL loves the edge rushers this year and the linebackers too. Mm-hmm. And and running back is deep. You might, but you know, it's going to be interesting. Do you do you pay for the one of the top receivers, or do you just bypass it and figure? Let me pluck three, two guys in rounds four and five and see if I get some. Sure. Marvin Mims. What's his DFL? What's his dynasty value? Because I love him. I do want to talk about Oh, yeah, Mims. Mims is the wide receiver seven, 19th pick. Okay. 
Okay. I have a wide receiver. That's my ranking right now, number seven. That's probably yes. about right. Yeah. I like I like him. When he ran the four three eight, I went back and watched more film. It's funny because mm. I was watching a lot of Dylan Gabriel and a lot of Eric Gray this year because I'm I'm interested in Dylan Gabriel as a Debbie quarterback, and that's a different story for another day. Um, so I've been studying him a lot, and then Eric Gray popped, and you know I saw some. Marvin Mims, and I thought he was very good, but I was—I didn't think like, oh my God, this guy's incredible. Not like Jordan Addison, good. You know, I, I was much more impressed watching Jordan Addison at Pittsburgh and USC than I was Mims. But you know, he ran a four-three-eight, five-eleven, one-eighty-three. I went back through the film, nineteen and a half yards a catch. You know, hey, he, yeah. he's much more impressive than my eyeballs remember. I've heard some good things about Mims too. I have him in a Debbie league, and I really want him to. to pop. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, I need I need hits from him and Sean Tucker, and next you know Xavier Worthy next year. Just Our good news though, I heard this about Worthy because the drops this year was so goddamn annoying for the Longhorns. But <clears throat> allegedly, Xavier Worthy was playing with the broken hand. Oh, oh, that would be good news that you know recover from that and have a monster season. That kind of that's thing. what I have heard underneath. So if that's true, that's very good news because Worthy looked bad at times last year yeah. after yeah. a sensational yeah. freshman year. Are there any other wide receivers that we need to? You're not a fan of Kayshawn uh, Booty. What's there to like? You nah. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're waxing poetically about a guy who was good in COVID for the last five games of the year after Terrence Marshall left the program. If you take out those four games where he went nuts in 2020, his numbers are beyond awful. Yeah. In one of those games, he had over 300 yards receiving. He's done absolutely nothing. And here's what's most frustrating. I saw him a lot, and I didn't like the drop pass. He calls a concentration lapse, whatever. It, at the end of the day, he dropped a crap load of passes. He's undersized at 5'11", 195, and he's slow. Well, what's the animal house? Fat and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Well, you know, slow and, and dropping passes is no way to be an NFL receiver, son. What's even more upsetting, Brian Kelly historically feeds his alpha male. Look at Equinamia St. Brown, Will Fuller. Who's the guy the Ravens drafted at wide receiver also from Notre Dame? The huge big guy from Notre Dame. Was it Boykin? No, yes, uh, Miles Boykin. Miles Boykin, yeah. <laughs> Look at all those guys with Brian Kelly. He feeds the alpha male the rock. And he got guys drafted who probably should not have been drafted. And they had his terrible season. <laughs> There's no excuse. I'm out. I'm out. Oh my god. I have I I have him. I got now I'm, trade him, Larry. I gotta trade him. <laughs> trade block. The other game I got is Will Shipley. That's who I got on my on my debut. Oh I'm a so, so some people don't like Shipley. I like Shipley. I'm a yeah. Shipley guy. 24, 24 I need some I need some hits at all the all the position. I like Shipley. I'm, I, I'm much higher on Shipley than most people. All right, I like to hear that too. But he needs to be over 200 because I'm worried he's like what two two oh eight or something in the Clemson. I don't think he's going to go under 200. I don't, I don't think, think so either. But that that's my only concern. He's still building up. He's young. 
I mean, he's still he's a legitimate junior this year. Yeah, he's twenty right now. So for uh, so for tight end premium leagues, is this the year of the tight end and rookie drafts? I mean, we're gonna have well, one, two, three, four, five, six, six guys, legitimate guys that we could draft and take shots on. There's definitely tight ends to take shots on. There's no question about that. But you know what? Kyle Pitt, OJ Howard have left such an annoying taste in my mouth. Ugh. I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm. I love Kyle Pitts. You're still waiting. I loved OJ Howard. He's almost out. He's one step out of the league right now. Oh. I, I I can't do it. Do I love? I have a first round grade on Michael Meyer. Now I'm tough because you have to run block for me to give you a first round grade. Because if you can run block, you're going to get on the field. If you get on the field, there's an opportunity to do well. I like Dalton Kincaid, but I have a second round grade. He, he's not a good enough run blocker. Now he might end up with Andy Reid. But usually guys like Kincaid take two or three years to develop. Like, they mm-hmm. don't – when was the last time you saw a skinny tight end other than Evan Ingram <laughs> get on the field? And, and I mean, that's, a, that's the best analogy to me is Evan Ingram, right? Like a uh, uh, undersized tight end, big wide receiver type, play him in the slot. Right. But – and Evan Ingram's been up and down. He finally popped his – right? How many bad years did he have after his rookie season? Cornell yeah. um, Washington's unicorn. I've never seen anything like him. Six seven two sixty four. He's basically a right tackle. He slams your – he just <laughs> completely shuts down the defensive end or outside linebacker in the run game. I mean, he, look at – a coach – my biggest fear with Darnell Washington – the coach is just going to say, son, you just love, we love when you block. Just continue to hammer people. Now, could you get touchdown equity? He's 6'7", 264. Yeah, maybe he has 40 receptions and five or six touchdowns. You put him in two tight end goal line, it's it's nasty, right? Like, is he going to block? Is he going to go pass? He's Mo Alley Cox. Yeah, he, but, but he's better. I mean, he's better <laughs> well, yeah. than Mo yeah, you know, yeah, I just wanted, I just wanted to say Mo Alley's name so that you get excited. He wanted to bring up Mo Cox. Just yeah, loves Mo Cox. Mo Cox. You can't get enough of Cox. Luke Musgrave, I like yeah. too. And the free agent class this year isn't really that exciting. No, there's, I don't think there's anything. What's number one guy? J- Jacoby Myers? Pretty much, yeah. That's not good. Jacoby <laughs> Juju and you know, oh, yeah, Juju. I mean, uh, how disappointing is he now compared <laughs> to where he was to what he is now? He played for the Super Bowl champs and he was just okay, right? Like, how excited yeah. were you to play Juju in DFS? He was just a role, he's pretty much he's turned into like a role player now. A role player, I agree. Larry and I got into a big conversation this morning about uh, Senor yeah. Juju. Let's get John's opinion on here. Well, I don't even know what the what the argument actually was. You called, <laughs> you said Sterling Shepard or was Miko Hardman? Yes. And I took offense to that as a Sterling <laughs> Shepard stand because Miko Hardman is straight trash, and at least when when Shepard has been on the field, he's been useful. Well, that was my argument was Shepard is just not on the field, so he's useless. That's not. Yeah. No, you said he was garbage. You said that he wasn't good. You said a number of things. He is. There is the poor name of Sterling Shepard. Dude, he doesn't have, he doesn't deserve to have a name. He's not he on the field to play. He, he can't doesn't stay play. Healthy. That's fair. But when he's on the field, he is not garbage. All right. Anyway, we get into this, and then Juju comes into the conversation somehow. Juju Smith Schuster. Because 
It's because I brought up the fact that the last four years, Juju sucked. So, Larry, we brought up Sterling Shepard, but before the show, you mentioned you traded for Sterling Shepard right so, yeah. after we had a thing about how bad he sucks this morning. So we, we, yeah, we got, into this, we, got into this, we got into this big debate, and I was like, I was like, oh, F you, Sterling Shepard, F you, F you, F everybody. Is there everyone who was attacking me? And then Justin makes a trade, makes and he makes a trade for Sterling Shepard, I guess, to prove a point or something. I put my money where my mouth was. Where it was. In, in one traded. league. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get my I, I'm gonna get some. Let me see how cheap I can get Sterling Shepard. And I got him pretty cheap. I I, I, I paid the, the 411 for Sterling Shepard. And it yeah. was a, and it was like a smash except for this guy. Yeah, I paid I, uh I paid the 311. And a 16 teamer, so that's the 407 basically, right? You know, the 40, the 43rd overall player. Yeah. Those are good prices for a veteran wide receiver. Like, I told like, it's that's like I told Larry, if I can get 10 games of 11 or 12 points a game out of him, I'm fine. You know, he's a plug and play flex receiver, it's fine. You know, I'd much rather get the 10 games of 12 of 12 points a game. Versus the 16 games of eight points per game, a la me, Cole, fucking Hardeman. Yeah. So, so the 411, right. that was your your cutoff there, huh? Yeah, if 411. You get, if you can get any any decent veteran for a fourth rounder, especially a mid to late fourth rounder, just do it. I looked, yeah, I looked at my yeah. league and I looked at Sam, I'm like, who's got, because like, I, I, I didn't want to throw a player out for him. So I looked around, I'm like, oh, let's see who's got him. And then I looked at my leagues to see where, because I wasn't going to give like a, even like a third round in this draft is, is kind of a premium pick because all these running backs can get sure. pushed down. And we are playing in these 1.75 tight end premiums. So those tight ends are going to be worth something in the second round. Yeah, I didn't want to give up anything. So and I was like, oh, let me just throw it against the wall, see if it sticks. And boom, I have uh, Sterling Shepard. <laughs> 411. So it was just like what, the 50th pick. Uh, the patrons will love to hear that after the conversation this morning. Let's let Johnny go. He's got to he's got to get up in the morning and uh start teaching. You're a history Look. guy, right? History teacher? Yeah, I'm a history and I have a hundred high school students. I have to focus at five by the time I get up at 5 30. By the time I get in, it's about 7 30. Because I have oh. dogs, I got to do my doggy stuff. Gridiron Scholar, man, I love. It. I have a gridiron. Oh, dang it, I was not prepared. I have a gridiron Scholar T-shirt. I should have oh. worn it tonight. <laughs> dang it! Oh, uh, before we go, Patreon, yeah. hit us up. Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast on Patreon. We got two different tiers: a three dollar yeah. and a ten dollar tier. Either one gets you into the group me where we uh, will bullshit and disparage each other's yep. favorite players. Yeah, you so, want to get it on that. And then uh, listener it. league, real quick. We're listener league. We're expanding. You know the drill. 2018, two copy. It's going to be 42 team, three copy. Let's go. Fill it up. Let's go. That's hit right. us up if you want in. And make sure you, you hit up John Lobb, the Gridiron Scholar, 4-1 on Twitter, and the Rookie Big Board. Subscribe to, to the YouTube channel. What else do you got going on? I'm actually just starting. You were talking Debbie and all that. Actually, this week, I think it's tomorrow or Wednesday, my college fantasy football, or way too early, College fantasy football rankings are coming out. And that there's it's not Debbie rankings per se, but it gives you an idea at the top of the board who you should be watching early. And that's on fan tracks, everyone. That's what I'm talking about. All right, let's get out of here. The rookie big board and football diehards. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Pod. Roger. Talking dynasty football, baby. Come!
Blankets! 